Hello and welcome to Adventures in Venueland, an EAMC podcast. This is your all-access pass to go backstage and behind the scenes with some of the brightest minds that cross the scope of the live entertainment industry. I'm Dave Rettelberger. And I'm Paul Hooper. We'll introduce you to some of our favorite people as we dive deep into the world of live touring shows and the venues that host them. Hello and welcome to a detour episode of Adventures in Venue Land, an EAMC podcast. I'm Dave Rettelberger, and along with my co-host, Paul Hooper, today's episode is a little bit different. It's a detour or a side trip, a mini bonus episode where we take a single serving look at something fun going on in the live entertainment industry. Paul, will you introduce our guest? Yeah, joining us today is Amber Lou Allen, who is the Superintendent of Cultural Arts and Events for Lexington Parks and Recreation, and uh, in full transparency, one of my coworkers. But today's episode is something a little special, a little uh, ripe for the season, um, because we're going to be talking about the thriller event that goes on in Lexington, and probably most people listening have never heard about this. But this event within Lexington and probably surrounding areas is a pretty massive event and a huge deal to a lot of people. You know, we we have regularly tens of thousands of people show up. Uh, this year was the you know twentieth year of it, so we thought twentieth uh, year really? celebrate. Yeah, to celebrate the occasion, to celebrate uh, you know Halloween, we would release this fun bonus episode talking about this unique event that is probably not anywhere else in the country or definitely maybe not on the scale. So uh, joining us now is Amber Llewellyn. Hey, Amber. Hello. Amber, tell us about this Thriller event for, for somebody who's never heard of it. And Paula shared some great video with me over the past couple of years. But but for somebody who's never heard of it, describe this, this Lexington Thriller. Well, it's um, completely community produced. You know, we are um, the city producing it with a bunch of local partners. Um, it started out kind of as a flash mob in 2002, where a local dance studio, Mecca Live Dance Studio here in Lexington, um, we have an, an old historic theater on Main Street, and they had this idea of recreating the video, coming out of the theater, and doing the dance down the Main Street. So it just started Just like in Michael Jackson's of- video for Thriller. Yes. So kind of where the video picks up like when she gets upset in the theater that they've watched the scary movie and she goes running out and he goes running out after kind of picks up there and a bunch of people within that dance studio just learned the dance and people loved it they decided to do it again the next year and literally within four years of doing it it was so unmanageable, the number of people that were coming, that the city was like, okay, you can't just do this as a little pop-up thing anymore. It's got to be, you know, an official kind of controlled thing. So we ended up partnering with them where we handled all of the logistics and they handled the dance lessons. And then it has just continued to grow from there into this massive operation where we have a live stage show, we have a Halloween parade, and then we have the thriller reenactment. So it's, it's a kind of a a full day of 
Halloween festivities and activities, but it's a full-scale production on many levels. We have 16 sound stations down the street where we, um, one of our other partners is a local radio station. So we get a live radio feed so that that was one of, you know, there's many production challenges that we have had to troubleshoot over the years. And one of that was, you know, working with delays or that everybody's doing them at the same time. So that's one of the ways that we do that. They literally give us an hour of playtime where they play our soundtrack over and over again for an hour. It is a full-scale production and people sign up and rehearse and learn the dance for a month leading up to the to the event. And then they come to a staging rehearsal where we go through that we really want this to be a public performance and that the audience is getting the full, full effect of that, that it that everybody is working together to make this happen. Have you learned the dance yet, Amber? Have you gotten out there and done it? I could probably do the dance in my sleep. I do like just osmosis. I've never <laughs> gone to a full lesson, but I listened to it. But all these, I've seen it so many times and listened to it so many times. I I know it pretty well, pretty well. Yeah, yeah. that's great. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned that it is this kind of performance interactive thing too. It's it's not really just you know a Michael Jackson and some zombies working down the street because during a lot of it there is this improvisational element where the zombies you know, reach out at the crowd and they kind of make these noises and scare. I mean, it's really kind of pulling in the audience that are attending beyond just, you know, people watching from afar, which I think is the best part. That's like one of the really fun things that I notice is there's kids there that are cheering it on. And then a zombie looks at them and they're all and like run and scatter. And it's, yeah. you know, it's, it makes it really fun. So we have, um, this year we had four Michael Jacksons and four sets of zombies, and they come out at four separate locations along Main Street. One of the things that over the years, as the number of zombies grew, at one point in time, we were up to a thousand zombies. So you had one Michael and a thousand zombies behind him. And it was this never-ending line of zombies that if you were all the way at the other end of Main Street, you were waiting for this one thing to come for like an hour so now we do four separate groups we divide them up the zombies have to sign up for a grave site so we ask that they get down there like an hour and a half time mm-hmm. they kind of lay down they cover themselves up with leaves and um they're waiting for go time but um now you know the audience gets to start seeing something quicker and more like consistently coming like you have four yeah. ways of these people coming so we do makeup tutorials so people can get into the whole thing. Of, and one of the most fun things is seeing how creative people have become of what they were doing when they became a zombie. And so <laughs> that's become this whole aspect of it is all people's, people's costumes and things are just so fun of what they decide to do. And we had a waitress this year who had a nice little plate of with a wine glass with blood and and then a little brain laid up on her little platter. So she was a little diner zombie. So it's just, it's always really fun. I love the idea. And and what's neat and why I thought actually when Paul mentioned this, why I thought it would be a good podcast is I know other cities around the country are emulating this as a, as a live event. As a matter of fact, I know that Columbus just recently, I saw uh, uh, here in Ohio, um, 
was trying to launch their own version of it, right? So what do you, you know, is it something that you guys, you guys can't really take credit for it too much, right? Because you didn't invent the dance, but you have to feel some pride as it's kind of taken off around the country. Yeah, so it is, um, every year we get contacted by some other publication or media outlet that has taken notice and um, it's been ranked a top 10 Halloween destination by like Washington Post, Oprah, Oprah Winfrey, has named it a top 25 in the country wow, thing to so do. Cool. Yeah, multiple accolades in that respect. And so we have seen locally all the surrounding counties who can take advantage of the same radio feed have started one. But we do, we have seen that a lot of other communities have done the same thing. One difference, and this is just like all the little details in making an actual theatrical production is we, you know, in 2002, we didn't have the digital capabilities that we do now for splicing music or streaming music and that kind of thing. Yeah, so sure, yeah. There is no actual sound out there, like a just the audio of the video. So the video dancing portion is actually different than the song. And you will quite often see other communities are just using the song, which actually the choreography doesn't exactly line up to. And so one of our texts back in 2002 actually spliced all the video together to make us what would now be like an MP3 of the video music. Yeah, sure. And so we just try to go that little extra mile to um, make it as authentic and and as real as possible. So that's that's one thing that we've really kind of tried to coach some of these other communities on is that, you know, you can't just take the Thriller song and do the dance to it. There's also a, an eight count of the dance that's missing. Like the camera kind of pans away during the video and you don't see this eight count. So our choreographers created an eight count to that that's kind of specific to our to our community. And we had a, all of our partners are a bunch of performers and a bunch of stage hands and techs and theater folks. And so they really just all those little details we have worked out and, and kind of perfected and continue to tweak over time. And so those are the things that we've kind of tried to talk to other communities about that if you want to do it, you know, this is kind of the way we've done it. And I think it's one of the things that really makes it so special. Yeah, it sounds like having the community buy-in is really an important piece of it all. It is. that That is a really fun part. The people that this is an annual tradition for them now, they they come, it may be the only time they see this group of friends or this group of family, and they'll come do the, less, the rehearsals together, and then they get together and have a party, and they might be a group of some kind of zombies, um, but people have indicated it's really become an annual tradition, either in that you're a dancer or that you're an uh, audience member, that it's um, one way that people really love to spend their Halloween. And um, But it is completely community produced. So that we, you know, getting that community buy-in, that is what people are coming to see. They're coming to see the zombies and, and, and the Michaels. And we have a Michael and Ola audition where we um, bring them in. They have to know the thriller choreography to one other Michael Jackson piece of choreography another song because in the downtime in between dances so that they have a little bit of a break be able to entertain the, the crowd and kind of show all those yeah, moves yeah. for us and then the olas the girl like the chemistry that they have together 
um, in that time. So we audition all of that out and um, choose those folks. And we've had kid Michaels. We've had a woman Michael. So that's always fun to see people come and entertain the crowd. It's so cool that you can have people come and, and entertain uh, the crowd. And I think there's just, you know, for, for me, I'm, I'm of an age. You know, Paul's a little younger, but I remember I remember <laughs> it, running home from school to see the world premiere of Thriller on MTV, right? And then watching it Me at home too. by myself yeah. and being scared to death as Michael Jackson turned into a werewolf and the zombies and there's blood and it was crazy. And it was just, <laughs> it was such a cultural touchstone moment, right? And then so for you guys to be doing this and for it to continue on this legacy is so cool. I know the video, you know, Paul shared some video with me of, of the event and it's so neat to see. What are the best places to go if somebody wants to check out, you know, some more information on the event or, or to see some video? Um, well, video is fun. There's everyone uploads. So you can see years and years of the video on YouTube. And it's fun to also see kind of the evolution of that when you look at YouTube. So there's some, obviously, that's much better quality than others. Some We've had some professional produced pieces of that, but it's the, the Lexington Thriller Parade, basically. So the LexingtonKY.gov website is where, and we had a woman come this year from Minnesota. It was on her bucket list to be in our Thriller <laughs> Parade. So we have people coming from all over and people are required to come to one dance lesson and one staging rehearsal, but then we film it and we give them a link. You know, they have it where they can learn it comfortably. Um, but you can go to our website, LexingtonKY.gov. And there is a thriller page that talks about when all the various rehearsals and, and um, dance lessons and things are. So it's usually always the Sunday before Halloween. This year gave us some issues with the dates because Halloween is on a Monday um, and we like to have a rain date. So we couldn't have a rain date on Halloween, but it's always usually the Sunday before Halloween. So if you check in October or September, we, we will always have that information up on how to participate or how to see it. Um, and, and just because you live far away doesn't mean that you can't participate. Like I said, we've, we've had people come from, from all over. That's so cool. Very cool. Any any plugs you want to give out, Paul? Anything uh, anything we should throw out for uh, social or, or fun there? Yeah, I mean, I think as Amber said, you know, going to LexingtonKY.gov and slash Thriller takes you to, to that main Thriller page. But it's it's a beautiful time of year in Kentucky too. So if there are people out there listening, cough cough, Vanessa Cromer, uh, who uh, have had this on their bucket list. You know, it's a beautiful time to come visit Kentucky, take in some races at Keeneland, see the beautiful trees changing and be a zombie and the thriller parade. Like you're not going to really experience anything like this anywhere else. And it's really kind of hard to, you know, explain it to people even without them seeing it on the scale it is. You know, we had our marketing coordinator there with me who he is from Miami, had lived in Miami his whole life. And I was explaining it to him beforehand and he's like, oh, okay, okay. And then his, he was just wide-eyed the entire time because he's like, I just had no idea that it was this many people that were coming down and watching it. And then there was this many zombies and it's just like, what, this is so wild. And it looks like, it just looks like something that is on a scale that should be in a much larger city, but it's in Lexington. And it's kind of one of our unique, funky things that we love. Well, and having said that, Paul, there was uh, one time one of our sound techs that works on the event, there was a crew here shooting something, a movie crew, and they, he was working as a hand on the movie crew and they had wrapped up shooting for the day and 
and we're all kind of talking about what they were going to go do that night. And he said, well, I'm working this event downtown. We reproduced Michael Jackson's Thriller. And they all were like, oh, okay. Well, and he was like, you should come. It's really fun. And so they did. And at the end, you know, these guys, you would think they'd be jaded to things like this, that they are all over the place. They're working with stars and on sets. And they were like, this is absolutely one of the greatest things we've ever done and would have never expected this, you know, to have seen this here, but that just how much fun it was. And so, you know, that's one of the funnest things, I think, is just that kind of surprising people with, um, it does touch something, especially people of a certain age. But when you mentioned that when you were, I was, I was a teenager and um, also remember that night, we all went to my grandmother's to watch it because we didn't have MTV <laughs> to watch the debut. Yeah, the right. Movie. It was, it was, yeah, I remember it wasn't everywhere then. So, but even it is something within younger generations, it is this lasting power that it just really strikes a nostalgic tone with some people but then it just has meaning to people that um of all ages my daughter now is 12 and she loves it and she's dancing it three times and it doesn't ever get old well i am so excited hopefully i would love to come see it sometime in person myself i'll definitely uh uh check out some, some videos because it's so cool uh amber really appreciate your time here today thank you all and a big thanks to everybody for listening to this special detour episode of adventures in venue land Remember, you can subscribe and find more episodes wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. We love your five-star reviews so you can help others find us. Until the next adventure, I'm Dave Ruttleberger. And I'm Paul Hooper. Happy Halloween. <laughs>